Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. You're listening to After Hours with Amy Lawrence. It seems that so many people are looking forward to our radio show, so we, of course, will be keeping you company. Like this particular tweet, which I really love. Unfortunately, I'm forced to listen to your show. Did you know they hold a gun to your head in some places? No, no, I love it. I don't care if she likes it or not. She's listening. People don't get it. Ratings don't calculate whether or not you love or hate the show. That's what Twitter is all about. It's for people who are not courageous at all and just like to fire shots Mm -hmm. over the wall hiding behind their little eggs. As long as you're listening. If you don't have anything nice to say about somebody, don't say anything at all. Welcome to the world of social media, Peter yeah. Schwartz. I got 99 problems. But Twitter ain't one. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. If you are just waking up on your Tuesday... Ouch! There's no way around it. I don't know how you morning people do it, because I... Stink at mornings. I would rather stay up all night than to wake up at the ripe old hour of 3 a.m. Central or 2 a.m. Mountain. I just know that I'm a night owl, even if that means I got to work overnights, which I have now for, gosh, this is year number 12. So 11 plus years, not to mention my previous network where I did a lot of overnights, though I wasn't exclusive to it. It is weird, right, how human beings are either morning people or night owls or they tend to be more alive at different parts of the day. Uh, it's it's funny how many friends I have who are married or in relationships where one of them is a morning person and the other one is a night owl and they're just, they're not like ships passing in the night, but they have to figure out where the two roads intersect during the day so that they can spend time together in a way that doesn't feature one of them completely exhausted. I know the the funny challenge that Bob and I discovered when we first tried out the schedule. So he works banker's hours, if you will. Uh, actually, he starts a little earlier than that because he's working for a company that's based in the central time zone. They start pretty early. 
And so he's already at the computers. There are multiple computer screens in our office now. Or really, it used to be my office. Now it's his office. And I just kind of take up a little space at my desk there. Uh, Anyway, so he's got his whole operation. And he's already at his computer screens uh, by... 6.30 Central Time. Uh, And so he starts to get busy. The phone calls start to roll in. When I come in after work, though, it's about 6.45 Eastern, so 5.45 Central. uh, And I'm... (laughs) Right? Because I'm still unwinding from the overnight and from work. And while I do drive uh, home about, gosh, it takes about 35 minutes for my uh, my commute to get home, it's not exactly enough time to unwind, so I'm still pretty fired up by the time I get home. Meanwhile, he may be on first cup of coffee, second cup of coffee. There are times when we try to sit and have breakfast together, I'm babbling away, and he's not said more than three words. And there are also times when he admits that, It's a lot. I'm a lot in the mornings. And I totally understand that. It's fine. I've been talking for four hours. I've been fired up. A lot of energy. I want to know how the girls did, the the pets overnight, how the circus do, how'd you sleep, what's up up today, how's work going to be, la, la, la. And I ask a lot of questions. And, yeah, there are mornings where I don't get very many words in response. So I have to recognize that that is a time when he's waking up. But here's the flip. When I get up in the afternoon... He's been working all day. He's gone to the gym. He's been taking care of the dogs. He's had phone calls. He's had emails. He's had text messages. He's fired up and raring to go and, and excited to be off work and ready to do whatever. Uh, let's, let's have dinner. Let's do this. Let's do that. And I am all about just finding my coffee. And there are times we had to figure it out early on where I would feel so overwhelmed that I and I try to jump in with him as soon as I woke up without having my coffee and I ended up crying because I was like I just want my coffee but feeling like I had to keep up with him because he was he was turning all the wheels and he was juggling all the plates and I uh, had so much going on and things he wanted to do and things he wanted to talk about and so we kind of figured out that with our schedules it's not just that we're working at different times and sleeping at different times during the week, but also that we're more awake at different times. And so kind of have to offer some grace to the other when the other one is just waking up. So that was, that was interesting. I, neither one of us was expecting that we were planning. Okay. We'll be together at this time. We'll have these times that intersect. And then we realized that, well, coffee is always critical. In fact, coffee was in my vows, believe it or not. <laughs> when I was talking about some of the, the reasons that I love him and some of the reasons why we're make a good pair, I mentioned in you I found a fellow coffee lover. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, we, uh, we definitely understand different schedules. For those of you who need this next hour or so to wake up and to be fully cognizant, well, we are here to keep you company regardless And if the music is a little jarring and when it wakes you up, it's in your face, I understand. I feel like it's kind of a service to you, though, at the top of each hour to offer some loud music, some music that maybe can help you shake off the cobwebs and and get out of your slumber. But I know it can be painful coming out of a holiday weekend. (laughs) It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Our toll-free line, 855-212-4227. On Twitter... 
A-Law Radio, and then on our Facebook page and our YouTube channel, After Hours with Amy Lawrence, I was thinking about the podcast and thinking about Super Bowl week uh, because... I saw the Thunderbirds fly over the Daytona 500, and it took me back, almost like a TBT, although it was a a TB Wednesday. But it took me back to our conversation on Radio Row with the first and second Thunderbird pilots uh, who lead these flyovers, and I just loved that conversation. Along with Bobby Flay, I have a neighbor two houses down who is the general manager and a chef for a, a restaurant the kind of a high-end restaurant in the New York area. And I sent him the conversation with Bobby Flay, and he loved it. Not a huge sports fan, knows that I do sports radio, but mostly we're just neighbors, and and we help each other out. Uh, And he really liked the interview with Bobby Flay. So it's kind of fun to share Flay. And then the Thunderbirds, my niece works in aviation. Well, she's an engineer, an, aer- an aeronautics engineer, and so she works in unmanned flight, but she's big into flying, big into planes, built planes with a team when she was in college at UVA. Uh, super smart girl. Smarty pants is what I call her. And so I sent her the conversation with the Thunderbirds because it was about more than just the flyovers. Anyway, so I loved seeing them over the Daytona 500, and it took me back. If you've missed any of our conversations from Super Bowl week or the video on our YouTube channel, it's a montage of of what it looked like behind the scenes for us those four days in Las Vegas. And Jay worked real hard on it. Also, it's his birthday. Shoot, it's his birthday a week from, oh my gosh, a week from Tuesday. So we're in the week leading up to his birthday. He'll be back for his birthday, but right now he's on vacation with his family I think you, those of you who really enjoy Jay's contributions to the show and tell us all the time, I I know Jay's far more popular on this show than I am. It's, I mean, it's just hard. In fact, hard. In fact, Uh, it's, it's indisputable how much people love producer Jay. And of course I'm so mean to producer Jay yawn. Anyway, he is a big fan of new subscribers to the YouTube channel that will make his day and give him a great birthday. So if you want to check out the YouTube channel and subscribe to it, he would be over the moon when he gets back. I guess right now they have very little internet access. He can't even send text messages out. He had to use his mom's phone to send me <laughs> to send me a couple of pictures from their first hike of a volcano. I got to tell you the truth. I, it's really sweet of producer Jay to let me know that they got there safely and send me a picture of his first volcanic hike. When I am in Hawaii in May for two weeks, let me just tell you how many people I'll be texting back pictures while I'm in Hawaii on my honeymoon. No, that will not be happening. <laughs> so Jay's just going to have to go two weeks and not see any pictures. I think I'll probably send photos to the family group chat. So we've got one with Bob's family and then one with my family. My family would not allow him in the group chat until after we were officially married. I tried to get them to start a new group chat before we were married, after we were engaged, mind you. Oh, no, they they vetoed it. My brother said, well, he's not actually family yet. Oh, okay. (laughs) So I had to wait. We couldn't start the family group chat, including Bob, until after December 17th. Anyway, so we may send photos to the family group chat. At least that's how my family does vacations. When we go places, we'll, we'll kind of send photos of the end of each day. But otherwise, 
ah, you're not going to hear from me on social media, and Jay's probably not going to be getting pictures. But don't tell him. Don't tell him. He'll just he'll just be. Maybe he'll forget all about it in May, and he'll be surprised. <laughs> Anyway, YouTube channel, he'd love it. Subscribe to it. There's a brand new video up there, and we've got some more planned for the spring and the summer, of course. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. This may take us through to the bottom of the hour, but I finally had the chance to sit down and watch in its entirety the NFL Films edition of Super Bowl Miked Up. Loved it. Loved it. It is so cool to see the game through the eyes of the athletes and the coaches. It's really neat to be at field level. I mean, that alone, even if you have no audio, at field level to see the game is completely different. And to see it from their perspective. But then to hear the running commentary, it's terrific. So I'll start out just by saying that the stars of the show it's pretty clear that NFL Films focuses on a couple of guys because you'll get their commentary more than any other. And it's true that they kind of give you that changing perspective. As the game is changing, their moods, their comments, their reactions are also changing. And and they're in the moment. So the, the emotions are, are they're not only authentic, but they're viral. They've got a lot of Kyle Shanahan in in this, and it's really funny because he's the straight man. To George Kittle and Fred Warner, who are the hype the hype men, he's the straight man. I don't think, other than a few fist pumps, we really get much emotion from him at all, but he talks the whole time. He's very active on the microphone. You'll hear him talking to Brock Purdy, but I don't know that he cracked a smile. I don't know that we saw him even have a elevated pulse it if he does he does a really good job at hiding it but he's got all kinds of sarcastic comments that are weaving through which is are weaving that are woven through which is kind of funny they're weaved through and there'll be fist pumps so when the Niners finally scored and got a field goal it was the most gigantic fist pump I, I mean I was yeah I was kind of taken aback but he celebrates everything but his face never changes it, it goes from half a scowl to a full scowl. That's really the only changes. So you get a lot of Kyle Shanahan, a ton of George Kittle. I mean, he is he's always talking. He's like me. He might be the male version of me. And then Fred Warner, who rides an emotional roller coaster that probably mirrors a lot of what the fans were doing during the game. As for the, the Chiefs, it's a ton of Pat. Pat always talks, and obviously Pat's the star of the show. And then Travis Kelsey. It's kind of interesting. You have the two tight ends who were mic'd up and provided a ton of material. And then Chris Jones. And I think for Chris, similar to Fred Warner, Chris is extremely emotional. And while he is is different than Fred Warner, they both cried during the game. They both had tears for different reasons, but they both were super emotional. So those are kind of my initial comments just to set it up. Ryan, what jumps out at you just in thinking about who they featured? It seemed that... George Kittle, from an outside perspective, it didn't feel like he thought it was a Super Bowl. He thought it was like a regular pickup football game on a Saturday <laughs> because he was like joking around with everybody. There was it a seven point game or three point game. He's like, oh, that was a good route, huh? The Trent McDuffie's like, hey, you have a cool name. Right. <laughs> like, that's not something I'd expect someone to be saying in the Super Bowl, maybe like week three. Mm-hmm. But he took it as like a joke. He did seem very loose. Yeah, maybe that's like way he copes and with pressure, but there were some things he was like, I guess I don't know if we're going to play it later, but 
uh, Dre Greenlaw gets hurt and he goes, dang, that sucks. Right. Like, it meant nothing to him. Mm. Well, I think that's just kind of his way. But you also notice how he's the cheerleader for pretty much everybody else. Uh, Like Travis Kelsey, marching up and down the sidelines, getting people hyped. Did you see his conversation with Chase Young in the pregame where he's telling Chase, this is your moment. This is all that matters. There's no more practice. There's no more meetings. This is all that matters. Give it everything you got. Because Chase had had kind of a rough few games leading up to the Super Bowl. Uh, Something else that jumps out about George, too, um, is and you make that that conversation with Trent McDuffie was hysterical. But did you see the exchange where Brock's warming up on the sidelines? And is it thinking that was in the first half? And George is standing next to him and it's like, "How you feel?" And Brock typically kind of deadpan is, "I feel good, great. Well, you look great too." I mean, he was <laughs> maybe he's playing to the cameras because he knows he's mic'd up, but he he definitely does have a, a running commentary with tons of jokes. I feel like he's the type of person to make jokes to himself out loud. He, he definitely does make jokes to himself out loud. He might have said miss, miss, miss on a field goal, I think, <laughs> 60 times in a minute. Yes. Miss it. He's like that. He's like, blah, miss it, miss it. Like when you're on the free throw line and someone's yelling, miss it, miss it, miss it. That was him. He's like a child in those situations. Uh, so the couple of things that stood out to me, and then, Ryan, if you have some moments that stood out to you, The Dre Greenlaw injury was particularly poignant, and they did feature that. Uh, It was on a turnover, right? It was on the Isaiah Pacheco fumble later in the first half, and Dre Greenlaw is standing with Fred Warner and others on the sidelines. They're getting ready to go back out on the – oh, no, wait. It was like a punt. It wasn't a punt. Okay, it wouldn't have been Isaiah Pacheco, duh, because he would have been on the field. Right, so it's a turnover, turnover of possession. And they're getting ready to go out on the field. And as Dre takes one big step off the sidelines, he crumples immediately. And you can hear him, though they didn't highlight his reaction, but you can hear him yell. It's muted because he's down on the ground. And I believe Fred Warner was wearing the mic. But Fred's reaction to the Greenlaw interview is really telling. And I don't think I saw this on the actual broadcast. Fred takes his his helmet and slams it down and goes, no. So we have a clip of that here. And then you'll hear what Ryan is talk about with, or talking about with Kittle, who reacts. And then Bosa, Nick Bosa, who's actually consoling Fred Warner when they get back to the bench. Get like we thought. Get like we thought. Hey. No. Hey. Uh, 57 got hurt. 57 got hurt over there. Did Dre just get hurt running out on the field? Did Dre really tear his Achilles? Yeah, they just said That's depressing. Damn, bro. We got a snap out of it for him. I'm sorry, dude. It's all good, bro. So you hear a kind of a montage there in the different voices. Fred Warner's the one that goes, no, and slams his helmet down to the ground. So even as we on TV are seeing it, and they did highlight it on the CBS broadcast, we may not have known right away, or maybe people thought they knew, but it's fairly clear that they knew immediately on the Niners' sideline what had happened. But you also hear 
Patrick Mahomes on the opposite side of the field just happened to see it, right, from wherever he was, happened to see it and said, yo, 57 just got hurt. And he was telling the offensive coordinator, Matt Canada, that, that he had just gotten hurt. Uh, was Not Matt Canada. What's his name? Nagy. Uh, yeah, Matt Nagy. Thank you. Uh, Canada was with the Steelers. So he's telling Nagy right away that he got hurt. And then you hear Shanahan say, did Dre just get hurt uh, running out on the field? And then fast forward a couple minutes, Kittle is talking about it and recognizes it's an Achilles. And then it's Fred Warner, who's really emotional. And Nick Bosa is actually hugging him and saying, we got to get it together, though. We got to win this for him. We got to go out there and perform for him. So, yeah, uh, after Bosa walks away from Warner, you also see Fred is crying over Dre Greenlaw. And he gets down on the field. He kneels, presumably is praying before he gets up and he's wiping his eyes. So that was quite a moment for the defense, but specifically for Fred Warner, who is a really emotional guy. Um, And just the way that he took it so hard stood out to me. So I thought it was interesting, Ryan, that they – showed that whole montage and that whole moment that was so impactful for the Niners, but did not show, this was the Isaiah Pacheco fumble, did not show the interaction between Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid, where Travis is freaking out, nearly knocks over his 64, 65-year-old coach, and doesn't show Andy then going up to him and saying, hey, there's cameras on me all the time. Um, That's the story, as Travis Kelsey told it on his podcast, I'm really pissed, actually, that they took that out. That was probably one of the top three most talked about moments of the entire Super Bowl. And I felt like they did a disservice to fans by not leaving that in there. You mentioned veto power. Do you think that Andy Reid and the Chiefs organization, they were like, we do not want this out any cost. So they they went to the people who produced it and they were like, can you please not include this, Hmm. but include the happy rainbow roses (laughs) hugging after the game i actually don't think it was the chiefs because i think the the post-game comments from kelsey and andy Reid are such that they really went to kind of put the kibosh on uh the negative talk but also because they won right i actually think it's the nfl i do here's what i know about the nfl and this has happened multiple times during the course of my career covering football they can't stand it when a negative moment let's say it's a bad call Um, let's say it's a missed call. They cannot stand it when a high-profile negative moment casts the league in a light that, first of all, goes viral and has people talking about something that's negative as opposed to talking about the positive, which is a Super Bowl that goes into overtime and is one where they walk off touchdown pass by Mahomes. So I think it was the NFL that put the kibosh on it and said, we don't want that in there. We don't want to add any fuel to the fire if that makes sense. Rather than the Chiefs, who I think are less than concerned because they just won another Super Bowl, I think it's more about the NFL not wanting that moment to overshadow the Chiefs' win. But even so, the first two days after that, even three days, until we heard from Kelsey and he apologized, which was Wednesday on his podcast, Wednesday after the Super Bowl, it was still, I would say, one of the most talked about moments of the entire game. They're missing out on... An insane number of views and yes. interaction. So yes, it's how how bad is bad press? If you're going to be popular, people are going to forget about it in a week or two. That's true. The cycle moves so quickly, the new cycle. But the NFL can't stand it. They are control freaks. Not only do they want to control your attention all the time, but they want to control what you're talking about and how you're talking about it. And I guarantee you, again, like a bad call that 
fans focus on and fixate on, they were probably ticked off that that moment was getting so much attention when they had a walk-off win in the Super Bowl, which should have been all the rage, and yet people are ticked off at Travis Kelsey and talking about that, plus the the Kyle Shanahan decision in overtime, which we'll talk about too. Kind of, I just think it's so crazy that they chose to completely eliminate it from the, the mic'd up version, knowing that people are going to wonder if we were going to hear it. But I, I couldn't even find like most of it. So besides the Kelsey Andy Reid, I couldn't really find the Shanahan decision to to pick the ball, take the ball first. Right. They uh, took it out. I mean, they've they've eliminated some of those moments that they don't want people talking about. I'm telling you, they're control freaks. I, I don't even know if it was just YouTube version, but because they shortened it for YouTube. But there's a lot of important things that happened that I saw. I don't know how it got out, but. The original like footage before was put into mm-hmm. TV. I saw it during the week, and when I watched this over, I was like, "Where You're is you're missing this? some?" Yeah, and I'm like, "This is very suspicious to anyone who's watching it because it tells a different story. It looks like, oh, we got the ball, we're just going to score a touchdown now instead of we could have had the ball second, changed the entire game to the anyone who was watching." Yeah, there are some other moments missing from the CW version too. Like you told me about the Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift audio. That wasn't in the CW version. They cut it off at well. They they just completely eliminated that. I don't know if it was for timing. So yeah, there may be two versions out there: YouTube and CW. But also the clips that were released that some of them probably have been removed by now. <laughs> they were more about clickbait, and now they're gone. Uh, so we'll continue going through it. There's some other moments that are hysterically funny. Actually, it's after hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Hey, so I got good church ride bunch, F, shuttle, Tom and Jerry right yellow. Orange, 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 let's go! 13 seconds to go in the overtime. Cut. We're good, we're good! A touchdown wins the game. Cut. Right side, touchdown! Hey, we're not done, dog. I want three. We gotta get three. Three. No one's ever got three. Three. No one's ever got three. I want back to back to back. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. According to Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, now this is post Super Bowl 58. Three has always been the goal because no one's ever done back-to-back-to-back in Super Bowl wins. And you hear them talking about it after the fact. So this is courtesy of NFL Films and the mic'd-up version of the Super Bowl. Uh, You hear both of them, as well as Andy Reid, talking about it on the field after the win. And Travis Kelsey even says, you can't get three until you get two. And so this is their stated goal now. It's out there for all the world to hear and to see. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. So there were some moments that a lot of people were waiting to to see play out on the field. One of those was this coin flip for the overtime. And it was Fred Warner and it was Patrick Mahomes. Now, you may have heard Travis Kelsey on his podcast or you may have heard about Travis Kelsey on his New Heights podcast saying that the ref 
asked Fred Warner to clarify. He actually said, are you sure? Which is not what happened at all. (laughs) So Travis wasn't out there. It was only Fred and only Patrick. This was not the big pomp and circumstance that comes with the opening coin flip. Instead, this was the coin flip as it unfolded with the head official with the referee, which is Bill Vinovich, and then Pat and Fred. We want the ball from... Oh, that's Kyle. San Francisco, you are still the visitors. What is your call? Tails again. He called tails again. It is tails. Overseed. You want the ball? Which way do you want to kick? We're going to kick that way. San Francisco received first and overtime. Good luck, gentlemen. They want it. They want the ball. They wanted it. Hey, they wanted it. <laughs> they wanted it, baby. We want them to have the ball. They want it. They can have it. Hey, even if we score a touchdown, they still get the ball. I forgot who that is. Who is it that said I didn't know that? It was Juszczyk. Was it? That's right. It was Kyle Juszczyk. boy. Yeah. So a lot of guys didn't know the overtime rules. And as much as it becomes easy to highlight the Niners that didn't know the rule because people think that choice by Kyle Shanahan is so controversial – I can guarantee you that there were Chiefs that did not know the rule. It's just standard. There are 50-something-something players that are active. Uh, Then you've also got guys who were injured, inactive, practice squad players. Trust me, there were many guys on both sidelines that did not know the rules. Um, But we heard Kyle Shanahan say in an interview, like in the Niners exit interviews, that while he didn't talk about during the week at practice, he told each of his position coaches to tell their groups, hey, these are the rules. Now, in terms of the coin flip, you hear Mahomes go back to his sidelines and start spreading. They want the ball. Hey, they wanted it. They wanted it. Uh, and then you heard Travis Kelsey kind of pick it up and say they wanted it. They wanted it. But there wasn't this reaction like, are you kidding me? They want the ball. It was just, hey, they want it. So let's go, defense. Something else too, Ryan, I'm not sure if you caught this, but when they flashed back to the Niners sideline, so this is before they start the overtime and the Niners receive the ball. Did you see that on the on the bench where the defense was sitting, they're all sucking wind? They all have oxygen masks on. All of them, including Nick Bosa, who at one point, Again, while they're waiting for overtime to start, so there's an extended commercial break, pulls off his oxygen mask and says, and I quote, this is not fun at all. He actually said that. Nick Bosa says, at the end of regulation, going into overtime, this is not fun at all, which I hope maybe changes the mind of some people who are hammering Kyle Shanahan because one of the things he said is our defense was gassed. They had just been out there on the field for another drive by Mahomes, a two-minute drill, And they had had to play not only guard against Mahomes, who was running, uh, but also just trying to trace, uh, chase and trace Kelsey all over the field. They were sucking. They were tired. They were sucking wind. And Bosa's the one who's like, this is not fun at all. So I just don't think it was that moment that lost the Super Bowl like many people want to focus on. I I don't think it's that simple. It was a lot more because if they score a touchdown anyway – you're going to be in a game where they, the Chiefs need to answer anyway. Right. I think the bigger thing was, oh, it's fourth down, the fourth and one play or inches where on the sideline they're like, oh, Trembling's is like, oh, he's going to keep it. He's going to keep it. I know it. And they pick it up and they're like, oh, the, that's when I feel like the, the Niners spirit got crushed.
when Mahomes did run for the, on the fourth down. Yeah, on the fourth down. And on the sidelines, they were almost predicting it. They know he was going to run. It was kind of cool, too, to see on the Chiefs' sidelines, kind of up and down the ripple effects as Mahomes started running for first downs or as he and Kelsey got locked in late in the game. They're all like, this is it. This is Pat. This is when he's he's about to take over. So even though it had been a tough game for the offense, really in a field goal game, even in those last couple of minutes in the fourth quarter, the the reaction to Pat running and finding Kelsey and connecting with, say, Justin Watson or some of the others, Marquez, Valdez, Scantling, picking up first downs, it was pretty clear that they were expecting him to lead them to win to the, a win. The Chiefs, too. Marquez, Valdez, Scantling was like, eh, well, it's Kelsey and Mahomes' run time. Yeah, right. It was in the final two minutes. He was like, yeah, I don't got to do anything now. It's just Kelsey and let him run. Yeah. One of the times where I felt like the spirit of the Niners was particularly affected, I wouldn't say crushed or devastated, but they were really affected, was when they failed to pick up that fourth or that uh, first down, excuse me, with about a minute 53 to go, right? So when the ball went back to the the Chiefs in the late stages, they were pretty bummed because they realized if they had gotten a first down, the game was essentially over, but they didn't get the first down. And so they had to give the ball back to Mahomes. And the reaction on the Niners sideline is, are you kidding me? We just gave the ball back to Patrick Mahomes, a two-minute drill in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl. It's just so crazy to see the reactions to Mahomes on either sidelines, right? The guys who are so grateful he's on their team and they're just expecting him to do it. He's clicked into to, you know, fourth quarter mode. And then the Niners who are thinking with dread, oh, you've got to be kidding me. We just gave the ball back to Mahomes with two minutes to go in the Super Bowl. The refs too. That's like, true. The refs are in awe of <laughs> yeah. Patrick Mahomes. They're right. like, oh, you gotta have a great play here or else. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Um, Speaking of the refs, one of my favorite moments, the one that one of the ones that made uh, Bob and I laugh out loud is after the Christian McCaffrey fumble in the first quarter, well, opening drive, and it it takes this wild bounce up in the air, right? It bounces so far away. It actually bounces by George Kittle. He never sees it. So they kind of highlight that moment where George doesn't even know. He could have fallen on the ball, but he doesn't see it pop out the way that it did. And you know, the Chiefs obviously recover. But Vinovich says... Man, that ball bounced so far out, I I was tempted to fall on it. Like, it got so far away from the scrumble that that it was kind of a free-for-all. And he said, I was tempted to, to try to fall on it, which was kind of funny. I just, I find it funny that the refs are joking around with the players. <laughs> in, like, I don't know, it's the Super Bowl, and there's so many people involved that are taking it as a joke. Well, they're joking, but they're don't joking. you think that helps them to keep loose in the face of extreme pressure? The referees? Yeah, I mean, it's their biggest stage, too. I feel like they're trolling. They're, oh, I just think they were having fun with it. I mean, the, think about the adrenaline that's that's surging in these moments. They went to Ray Ray McLeod. Hey, how about those offenses, huh? <laughs> he yeah, knows it's so, like a 10-10 game. Or, right, it was it was offense hard to come by. And what did uh, McLeod say? McLeod, by the way, who is charged with the muffed punt. But McLeod says, well, I think, I think we're going to see some more of it. I mean, I, it's fairly common that these guys are are talking to the officials when I mean, they all know each other and they see each other multiple times during the year. But yeah, I think it's more about kind of that human nature to break up the tension, you know, to go with, with jokes or funny lines. One of my favorite moments or one of my favorite sequences, I should say, is after Mahomes 
throws the interception, right? So he overthrows it. He's facing pressure. He overthrows the ball, and it kind of lands. Well, it comes down in between Travis Kelsey, and I think it was MVS. So it comes down in between the two receivers. He gets picked off. And on the Niners' sideline, you actually have uh, Tayshawn Gibson, who calls Mahomes a normal quarterback. That is just a regular quarterback, bro. Ain't nothing different. They just ain't been catching it. I mean, that to me, no doubt they were going to put that in there because the way that the game ended with Mahomes leading two drives, first to tie and then to win. But yeah, Gibson goes on. He says it three or four times about how he's just a regular quarterback. We're going to make him look regular. He's a regular quarterback. And it wasn't long. I mean, that that was obviously the worst way the, the Chiefs could have started the second half. But the turning point with the muffed punt and then them getting the touchdown right after, I mean, just some pretty incredible moments. Uh, I love how George Kittle tried to tell the refs at the beginning of the game that the Chiefs had said, we're going to hold you all game long to try to plant the seed that he needed to get some holding calls. And then Shanahan, too. Like, this is what the head coaches are constantly doing. They're working the officials on the sidelines. Hey, I saw the hold. But that's what they do every time. They hold, they tug our guys when Pat leaves, then they let him go. That's what our guy did. Make sure they call it both ways. <laughs> so they're they're constantly working to try to get calls their way too, planting seeds. And then you have those moments where guys are reacting to things that have nothing to do with football, right? So Chris Jones and... Shoot, I forgot who it was he was talking to at the beginning of the game. They're both going back and forth about how I'm going to cry. Oh, yeah, I'm going to cry. No, you're going to cry. I'm going to cry. We're both going to cry. So just really funny moments. Um, A few more before we get to the top of the hour. But if you heard it or watched it and there were some moments that you appreciated, you can find us on Twitter, ALAW Radio, or on our Facebook page. Uh, So we'll get to a few more after the break, including... The exchange between Travis and Taylor that I did not see on the CW version, but somehow Ryan found it online. Hey, Mel, Brian here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty. Hey, Mikey, if you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl. But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm going to get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. 
Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Thank you for oh, coming, I can't baby. believe that. Thank I you. I can't believe you. Thank you for the support. Thank you for coming. <laughs> Thank you for making it across the way across the world. You're the best, baby. Oh, my God. The absolute best. Was it electric? It was unbelievable. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. That is the exchange between, part of it anyway, the exchange between Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift on the field once the Chiefs had won the Super Bowl. Now, I was telling Ryan earlier, it wasn't in the CW version, so I taped it directly off TV. It was on my DVR. I watched it on Monday evening, and that exchange, as well as most of the player exchanges, so I didn't see Travis Kelsey with his mom. I didn't see the initial uh, greeting between Andy Reid and his wife or the greeting between Pat Mahomes and his wife, Brittany, with the kids. You did see a couple of exchanges from on the field during the trophy presentation and the confetti You saw Patrick Mahomes running all over the field. You saw Andy Reid laying on top of Chris Jones. (laughs) But you don't actually see the moment where he got there, right? So there there were a lot of elements that were missing from the postgame. And I think probably because of time, since they had to add the uh, overtime in there. And so much of it was focused on the coin flip and all that jazz. Um, But I thought it was funny that... uh, he was saying thank you for traveling all the way across the globe because she had just come from a concert in Tokyo on Sunday and had to go up and over the North Pole and then back down (laughs) to Las Vegas. So that was pretty neat. They also showed Taylor Swift chugging a beer just so we get that moment too. And she was featured a bunch in, in the NFL Films version. But I think that was to be expected considering that one of the major areas of growth in viewership was young girls and young women ages 12 to about 19 or so there was a a huge growth in the number of of young people young women from that age group who were watching the Super Bowl whether it be digitally or actually on CBS that's obviously in large part due to Taylor Swift right you didn't all of a sudden in 2024 have a bunch of 12-year-old girls who want to watch the Super Bowl. My nieces, well, my older niece dates a guy who loves football, but my younger niece couldn't have cared less. She and her friends only ever watch the Super Bowl for commercials and halftime. And that, I would say, is a good portion of that age group for, for young girls, for young women. But if Taylor Swift is there, and they knew she would be, there were people tracking her plane, right, to know that she got there in time, of course they're tuning in. So, yeah, they got to see Taylor Swift chug a beer as well. (laughs) Anyway, good for them. I'm happy for them. And you know there are people out there that are missing Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift news now. 
855-212-4227 on Twitter, A-Law Radio. It's After Hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah, uh, Chris Jones, this is just one of the moments where you hear the guys commenting on elements that have nothing to do with football. So the large jumbotrons in any arena or stadium now allow athletes to see what else is going on. And very often during these big games, really during any game, uh, they'll show the celebrities who are in, you know, who are in the stands or in the suites. Uh, And so for that reason, you've got the guys who are watching and apparently they're showing a bunch of celebrities and Chris Jones really only has eyes for one. Oh, none of these actors, none of these celebrities. I do with a Transformers director, though. Um, no, uh, Cameron. No. Uh, Cameron, right? No. Michael no. Bay. Michael Bay. That's uh-huh. my. No, Michael Bay, a real one. Seriously, Chris Jones doesn't care about the actors and the entertainers. Jay Z and Beyonce were there, for heaven's sakes. LeBron James is in the stands. Nope, he's only got eyes for Michael Bay. How obscure. Can I be honest? I'm not even sure I would recognize Michael Bay if they put him on the screen without identifying him. I have no idea what he looks like. <laughs> All I know is his his traditional fonts at the end of every Transformers movie just says directed by Michael Bay in the same blue tint military yeah. style lettering. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk to Ed in Chicago. Ed, I'm not joking. You have 60 seconds. If that's not enough time, we'll put you back on hold till next hour. Oh, no, I can't do that. Hey, I just want to say good morning. Congratulations on your marriage. Thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. Hey, you know what's funny is your schedule is like my wife. My wife, she works for the Hawks and the Bulls, and I'm a retired Chicago policeman. So mm. right now I'd be getting up, going to work at 0500. And then, of course, when I get home at 2, she's leaving for work. So when she gets oh. home, she's all wired up. Yes. And out with the girls playing pool. And I'm a, that's what made me want to call you. Any, that, any secrets to, to navigating those different schedules? Here's the crazy thing. We do sleep in separate bedrooms on certain occasions because when she comes home, she's got TV on. If you can hear in my background, I got a box fan going so I sleep with a fan, and she don't like it. But, you know, when we go on vacation, we have our time, and we do our thing. Okay, good. You know, and, and, and it's good, but it works out. Because All right. Our schedule, and you're raring to go, and he's raring to go, and it's like, you know what? I'm tired. I'm tired. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> Okay, I'll keep that in mind. Thank you for your service, too. Congratulations. Thanks for taking my call. And you guys have a great day and stay safe. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. And uh, I appreciate you listening on AM670, The Score, our iconic affiliate in Chicago. One hour to go. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. 
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.